0: How much does it cost to live in Spain? Well, let's find out. I think the most common questions people have are related to the cost of living in Spain um you can't come over and live like a king for nothing it's not you know 1995 in thailand um but depending on where you're coming from there's definitely some differences so let's talk about real living expenses in spain at the moment which right now it's march of 2021 it's kind of a weird time because of the pandemic and how that is affecting everything but Let's try and keep it all in perspective relative to other countries going through the same circumstances and, and kind of get an idea of of uh, what the cost of living is. Basically, I'm going to try and base things on living in the US or the UK because uh, most people have either lived or visited one of those countries and it's going to give it kind of a, a point of reference. So, also, let's, uh, given that the values of, of the euro, the pound, and the dollar, and are in constant fluctuation depending on what is going on with the economy at the moment things may be cheaper or more expensive uh, relative to that so we're going to discuss with relation to renting when it comes to housing because buying a house or an apartment is something that um, we can get into on another podcast but rental prices are generally easy to access uh on the internet for for most places in spain so we're going to use that as a kind of a, a, a basis as a general rule the statistics that i've seen as of late um place the cost of living in spain at about 18 percent below that of the us and the uk so the thing to really take into consideration with that is where in spain are we talking about um and where in the U.S. or or the U.K. Obviously, there's a huge difference in the in, in the uh, cost of living in in New York City, uh, as there would be in you know Cleveland, Ohio, um, or between London and uh, let's say Liverpool. Um, also, consider wages earned if you're working, um, as this can be. <laughs> also consider wages earned if you're working this can be a little more complicated to adjust if you have to take a pay cut so let's keep that in mind as well uh before we get into the details of the cost of living in spain i think we should talk a little bit actually about wages in spain so if you're retired and you're living off your savings or investments spain is pretty affordable and you can live pretty comfortably without draining your resources have a good quality of life travel spend time with friends and family, hang out, and all that good stuff. But uh, working is a bit more complicated in terms of salaries, uh, especially if you're working for a local company. So the average salary in Spain is about a €1,000 a month take-home. Um, so with unemployment at around 16% or so right now, um, there's always someone to fill a job position. So it's, there's not a whole lot of negotiation in terms of what you can get paid in most cases uh, because of the unemployment level. It's been between 10, 20% I think for the last decade at least. So generally the way it works is all positions in Spain have a set wage according to um, a convenio, which is like a, uh, a description of a job the position what that job does what the person responsible for it will be doing and what they should be paid for it so that's kind of standardized across every job uh, you can imagine in Spain Um, there is supplements that you can add um, but essentially if the job is for uh, a fishmonger in the fish market let's say he gets paid uh, 1200 euros a month it doesn't matter if he's in Barcelona. It doesn't matter if he's in Madrid or it, it doesn't matter where he is. That's, that's what it costs. Now, the supplements, people can add uh, based on whatever they want, really. But in general, that's not the most common thing. Um, wages also are usually divided into 14 paychecks per year. Um, you get paid once a month and then you get an extra pay in the summer and at Christmas so this goes back to Franco's times when they didn't think people could manage their money so they wanted to make sure they had this money for summer vacation summer holidays uh, and money for Navidad so if you're getting let's say twelve thousand uh euros net uh per year every paycheck is not going to be a thousand euros so you're not going to get a thousand euros a month you're going to get 840 or whatever it may be so it'll equal 12,000 divided by 14. um and there's not really a lot of fluctuation in the salaries in, in in relation to um location or even necessarily experience or time spent in a place like there would be in other countries so it's it's an inter- interesting structure when it comes to employing people um, and working here. So depending on your job, um, this could this could affect your cost of living. Totally, if you're coming from some place where you were used to having a lot more income and you're changing to a local company with a local salary, just keep that in mind because um, this is a big factor in in. Um, living in Spain. So rent. Um, Wow. This is by far the largest cost for most people. Um, It's really difficult, as you can probably imagine, to maintain that kind of below 30% ratio of of a gross salary to your combined housing costs in major cities in Spain. Um, As you see, the average salary is not that high. I mean, you could do the math. So in big cities like madrid and barcelona there is there's actually a housing shortage not just affordable housing but like all housing so it is really hard to find a, an apartment in in barcelona at the moment in in madrid as well um and it goes back and forth between which of those two cities is is the most expensive for housing in spain i believe at the moment it's actually madrid but it has been Barcelona for at least the last I don't know, six, eight years steadily, uh, the prices uh, per square meter have been going up uh, very quickly in Barcelona. So for let's give you an example. For uh, the average cost of a small studio apartment in Barcelona or Madrid would probably range from about 650 euros at the really low end to about 850 to 900 euros Um a one bedroom is probably around 900 to 1200 euros. Two bedrooms about 1200 to 1500 euros. Um, and these are flats like apartments. So if you want a larger uh, place or, or a house, it can definitely get a lot higher. Um, there's another thing is it also fluctuates a lot depending on the neighborhood. Um, for example, in Barcelona, Raval, Raval, uh, the same apartment, you know, it may look really nice in, in Raval, uh, may cost, let's say, 1500 a month, and in Poblenau is it's 2200 or 2300 And you think, wow, I could live in Raval. And, but it's not really an area you probably want to live in. It's not, you know, I don't want to say it's not the safest, but it's not, so um, that's, that's a thing that you can also take into consideration, especially in the bigger cities like Barcelona, Madrid, Valencia, Sevilla, uh Palma all these cities will have the different uh um fluctuations in neighborhood prices just like any other big city um but you can see how this can be kind of challenging on the average salaries here in Spain um and for that reason a lot of people still live at home with their parents definitely 45 years old living with their parents um and I know in some places like in the US for example that is like generally we are trying to leave home at 18 years old and and never to return so here um culturally it's common to stay at home uh to be close to your parents but also the fact of the cost of real estate plays a big part in in that as well um the majority of people um that aren't living with their family or their parents or whomever um, share a flat. Uh, so that's the most common thing is is, is the, a lot of, a lot of the apartments are really large. Uh, they were built a long time ago for large extended families to live together. So they have five, six, sometimes more bedrooms. So someone will often rent these um, large flats and then kind of sublet the rooms to others um it's not technically really legal to do it that way but it's it's very commonplace and it's just kind of the way it works um so it usually ends up like that a, a flat um with you know six seven eight people living together and it's kind of like the real world um in Spain so depending on your situation when I first came here I totally lived in an apartment like that um and it was great for me basically because i was really immersed in in local culture and having to speak spanish all the time um but eventually i moved out and and, and got an apartment with one other person and 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 it was obviously more comfortable quieter cleaner and just a different kind of vibe um if you're living in a smaller city or town and in, in even more so in the rural areas the rent can be much more inexpensive I mean, I I know in a lot of the small villages, there's people that rent a flat for 150 euros a month. So even some people that have uh, the extra money to do so will live um, maybe in in Barcelona and Madrid and rent another place in one of these really small villages um, because it's so cheap that they can just go there occasionally on the weekends or to get away or or whatever it may be to get away from the city. so if you're looking for something like that i mean it if it definitely works for you it's really about finding what fits in your budget and and what charms you i mean there's there's really a myriad of options in spain if you look outside um the main cities that are on all the tourist stops and look in regions that are maybe less uh hot at the moment but there's full of all different types of climates, coastal, interior, mountainous, uh, I mean, there's there's really a bit of everything. So it's just look around, try things that you haven't um, heard about and, and see if it's something that really works for you. I definitely recommend that people spend time here first before they settle on any particular city, town, or even region. So travel, transport uh metro is super convenient and the most common thing in the cities um because it has a combination of underground trains tramvia, and buses a ticket uh for 10 rides is around eleven fifty in barcelona and about 15 in madrid so other cities are generally cheaper um they're all based kind of on zones. So if it's a, a larger city and if it's a really long journey, there could be a supplement. Um, but I know it's significantly cheaper than riding the subway in New York City or, um, or on the tube in, in, in London by far. Um, this is usually sufficient to get around, you know, combined with walking around in most areas. Um, if you need to be able to move more freely anytime. A moto or an electric scooter would probably be the best. Both of are, are pretty cheap. I mean, you know, electric scooter. You obviously don't have to have a uh, the patinete. You don't have to have a license for it. a moto. You do, but as long as it's one that's maximum 125 cc, it's really easy to get the license. Insurance is really cheap, and that works. Bikes are becoming more and more prevalent as cities add more bike lanes every year. I mean, in Barcelona, for example, there's bike lanes everywhere. Um, You should probably take your bike inside because there's bike thieves everywhere. But um, biking is becoming really, really um, commonplace here. So um, a car generally should be avoided from a, a cost standpoint unless you really need it. Like you're living in a really rural area and you cannot do anything without one um otherwise there's always car share options and rentals in most places when you need one for a specified time frame a day four hours uh, you know a week whatever it may be um generally speaking cars you know i was kind of surprised at first because buying uh, a volkswagen in europe i thought would be cheaper Um, but cars are more expensive in spain um, and it's less common in general to have one um compared to the u.s new cars here cost more um insurance is a bit cheaper probably um but fuel i would say is the biggest difference fuel is sold by the leader um and when you do the math it's easily probably five or six dollars a gallon um if not more so that's just normal uh run-of-the-mill um fuel all the time so it's not like during a spike or anything like that so keep that in mind if you can avoid it it's 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 probably ideal from a cost of living standpoint trains are the thing um, in general these will take you anywhere in europe at a moment's notice um, it's really easy really affordable to travel by train prices don't fluctuate that much Uh, compared to like airlines but the routes have really comprehensive schedules and they're on time so um at the moment i know that throughout right before the pandemic they they started trying to squeeze more um use out of the ave which is the high speed train um that goes for a couple places like uh, we have it from here barcelona to madrid at the moment it's now 32 dollars um from barcelona to madrid Or 32 euros i'm sorry um and the trip is less than three hours so it's a high speed train that that train trip is anywhere normally from six to eight hours so it's less than three and it's only 32 euros so i mean you really can't beat that same thing anywhere in spain generally the major cities and towns have a train station that'll get you uh maybe with with a few connections but anywhere in europe and buses can get literally anywhere in spain Um, there's some areas like the Costa Brava, which is really like craggy cliffs and windy roads. Um, so there's not train stations that are that close because of that. Um, but the bus will get you there. Um, for example, Barcelona de Catecas is like 11 euros. I think it's a three hour bus ride, two and a half hour bus ride. The buses are cheap, clean, comfortable. You definitely shouldn't overlook them as an option for traveling around Spain when you, uh, want to go sightseeing or just to get someplace air travel there is a lot of airports in spain so many that some of them are just completely new and have never even been used um but madrid and barcelona are some of the largest airports in europe so uh, it's really easy to get anywhere in the world very quickly Uh, and being in europe there's already a ton of low-cost carriers um to take you to the destinations within europe um I mean, I can't even tell you how many places I've been in the years I've been living here. But I mean, for example, I flew to round trip once to Naples for 11 euros round trip. So when you see deals like that, you can't. I mean, it's just if you've never been to Naples, you say, listen, I'm going to go for three days. Why not? Um, There's also a lot of flight deals and, and, and sales to former Spanish colonies because of so many people that are living here that are from Colombia, Venezuela, Guatemala, You know, all these places, there's a lot of flights that go back and forth. Um, So, yeah, you can usually find a deal for those as well. So another thing uh, that is, I guess, boring, but definitely part of cost of living is the utilities. Um, It's kind of a bit of a headache here the way things are organized with the varying providers. And, you know, some bills come every month, some come every two months, some come every three three months, um, and you have to have them, they're, you know, uh, kind of direct debit from your account. So a lot of times you got to keep an eye on it, see, um, make sure you have money in at at that time and make sure they don't overcharge you as they do make mistakes here. Um, but I would probably just to make it kind of easy to understand, I would average probably a hundred 125 euros per month for like gas electric and water combined um and for like the internet uh and mobile phone services they've gotten better over the last five years so you can get much better deals than you used to be able and now a lot of them are offering like packages that you know you'll have your home phone which you probably don't need but you still get it home internet uh cable television and one or two mobile phones maybe even three or four depending on the deal and that's probably going to run 100 to 120 euros a month uh you just got to look around uh orange uh, vodafone uh movie star the the biggest ones and there's there's a lot of smaller ones as well which you might even be able to find a better deal at I think food and drink are one of the main reasons people come to Spain in general. And there is so much good food here, um, good wine, uh, good, a little bit of good everything, I guess. Um, the range is definitely from you know the top three-star Michelin restaurants in the world, where you could easily spend you know four hundred euros per person, to the typical corner uh tapas bar bodega where you can have just a little bit of wine and some cheese um we'll stick with the more i guess everyday normal idea of costs um because most people who are going to three-star michelin restaurants regularly know what they're going to spend and it's you know part of the experience so um some of the major differences here in spain are very notable because it's it's considered like the breadbasket of Europe. I mean, generally the produce uh, that is grown in Spain it's relatively inexpensive compared to the rest of Europe, and it's the same produce. Uh, you know, most of Europe is supplied by Spanish produce. Um, olive oil, cheese, uh, cured meats, and preserved, uh, and canned items are really like a bargain the price for the quality um beer and wine here are generally like the same price as water and the more you spend on them uh, the better the quality i mean you can find a great bottle of wine for four or five euros uh then if you spend 11 euros you're gonna find a fantastic bottle of wine so um there's a there's a, a thing called menu del dia um that you can usually find in most major cities for around 10 euros some places will have a little nicer for a little more Um, but it's usually a three course meal they change the menu every day you get uh, an appetizer a main and a dessert comes with a bottle of wine um it's usually pretty good in most places i mean the further you get away from touristy places uh it's it's hedging your bets um in some of the less visited regions of spain the food is even cheaper I mean, and often with huge portions like, uh, in Galicia, uh, for like less than 15 euros, you can get like a 900 gram chulatón, which is like a tomahawk cut veal steak. Um, seafood is fantastic in Spain. It's not super cheap, um, but cheaper than most areas, I suppose. But the Med is super overfished. Um, line caught fish has a, has a premium, um, i guess some typical things a caña which is the just like a small draft beer about 33 centiliters usually is two euros um i would say average a pint is about 250 for a local beer i mean if you're looking for a craft beer those are probably five to six euros um a cafe con leche is about anywhere from maybe 150 to 180 uh Flat white, when we're talking about specialty coffee, is probably 250 to 3 euros. Uh, Let's say, usually a nightclub is about 15 or 20 euros to get in. Um, But that includes uh, two drinks, usually. So I think that should give you an idea of of what it's like to eat and drink uh, in Spain. In general, um, tipping's not really. necessary but it's it's appreciated if you know if if you just round up if the bill was, you know, 10.50 you round it up to 11 that that kind of thing is is what most people do. So what else is there? Um I guess clothing. Uh well, I'm not going to go there. Uh usually I try to buy almost everything abroad. I mean, the prices here are, are fine or normal. Um just from a fashion standpoint, I'm not really into Essie or. Or anything like that. So I try to buy everything when I'm outside of Spain, actually. So those are the things off the top of my head that relate to cost of living in Spain. If there's anything else that you guys uh, have questions about related to the cost of living or anything that I may have forgotten or skipped over, uh, just let me know in, in in the comments or send me a message, an email, and, uh, and we'll... Uh, try and answer that so all right thanks for listening and hasta la próxima hasta luego just a disclaimer this podcast is for entertainment purposes only it could be full of completely true factual information or bullshit with a little bit of opinion thrown in so take everything with a grain of salt do your own research and speak to the proper licensed people when needed